0: We about to for an jokes. And please don't it up, cause he on your social media And What's
1: up everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I am your host, Brennan Tassif. If you are new to the show, I'll give you a quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was one of my favorite things to hang out with friends, get fucked up, do drugs, get hammered, and talk about old stories and just get into all kinds of trouble. I'm sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with friends, talk shit, talk shop, and reminisce about those good old days. Normally, I would be joined by a guest this week is no exception, all the way from New York City, co-producer of the Hell Yeah Comedy here in New York, Billy Hawkman. what is up? Lovely to be here. What's going on, man? How much? So, Billy, do stand up. Yeah, you are a comedian of sorts, attempting, attempting, aspiring. Aren't we all aspiring? Right. Unless unless we're it's, selling out. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about being a comic up here versus other places. Like I was kind of important in Jacksonville, oh, Florida, yeah. and then I get up here and it's like you're one f-? of you're one of thousands.
0: Like thousands oh my god it's ridiculous and they like I, this quote i like is like they back in the day there was like whatever 500 comics five good ones yeah now there's five million comics still five good ones yeah you know what i mean so there's yeah. just so much dirt to sift so through and you're like H- who do i think i am that yeah. i'm gonna be
1: well and it's interesting five. too because you co-produce hell yeah with cody lewis uh, also a guest of the show and we're gonna have some of the other guys yeah. on in the future and him and I talked about it. He's like, I host open mics, right? And there'll be weeks, same, yeah. weeks where I see different people, like a completely different group of people, except maybe one or two people who always go. Yeah, he'll be like, Yeah, I'll see like six people, and then the next week, six brand new, like different people. And then yeah, six the cycle different, is it's crazy. Like, yeah, and it's like you guys are all comedian, and you all live in New York. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about how you live in New York, and yeah, this is the first all doing time on, the same. Yeah,
0: dating app bits and stuff. God, it's better when they're when you don't know them though. Yeah. It's more fun it when you do way. like mics with everybody, you know, it's
1: yeah. And that's it was so is I went to a mic the other day, ate a dick. I went before work and it's a mic I, I've gone to. It was like the first mic I ever went to here and the a mic that I go to constantly. Mm-hmm. And it was packed, which yeah. normally isn't. But where like was it? All Broadway. All okay. 15 slots were filled. It's the Thursday show. OK, and all 15 slots are filled. And normally there's like four of us. And there's normally at least one other person that I know. Yeah. All 15 slots are filled not only one person i kind of recognize but not enough to go say hi to right and i was just like what what like i go to this almost every single week like what is happening hit
0: or miss yeah and i like like it's funny the range of like emotions you have when you're sitting waiting to go up at a mic yeah you know what i mean like you're self-conscious the whole time but then sometimes when it empties out like because you know how people don't stay till the end yeah that like loosens you up and there's only four people. Yeah, and then you're kind of like, like, all right, whatever. It's like, yeah, they put you into a game that you're losing by 40 already. Yeah, so, so it's like, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah,
1: that's as playing at FAU. That is something I'm familiar with. So yeah, I what's like. that? Florida Atlantic University. That's where I play college football. Uh, respect. Uh, Got to uh, mention it at least once on every podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. But how long have you been doing comedy? Since 2019. So. Okay, so you've been doing it a couple years, and you're yeah. from Jersey originally. Yep, North Jersey, baby. North Jersey. Yep. All right got oh, the devils yeah they still go by that right the devils the new jersey devils yeah well because i'm from florida and tampa bay devil rays had to change their name to the tampa bay rays oh did they have to i thought they just did that oh i don't know yeah i ho- i host a sports podcast and i have no fucking idea Do you really? yeah well, cheers from the press that. box everybody check that out too all oh, right yeah let's get back to you <laughs> so you started doing comedy in 2019 this is your first podcast just like cody's yep i'm getting all the hell yeah people on here um <laughs> What kind of, were you a fan of comedy? So this is something I always ask, and it's something that I've gotten different opinions on. There are some people who are like me who always loved comedy and, like, studied comedy, and, you know, I can can recite different specials and stuff. I'm the same way, yeah. Okay, so you're like that. And then, because I had a, John was on last week, and John talked about how he just was going to open mics just to watch because it was a free show. Then he was kind of like, I guess I'll try it, but he didn't, like. He wasn't a student of comedy, how I am no, and how you are. I was
0: a total like comedy nerd, and like okay. my yeah, my I would watch stuff with my dad, like sitcoms mostly, but Seinfeld. Seinfeld. That was a huge and, over, and over and over and over. He loved The Office, okay. all that stuff. Like King, yeah, because you're King younger than Queen me, stuff. so it might have been a little different. Yeah. Um, so I was just yeah, I was I knew I wanted to do some form of comedy since I was like 15. Okay. But the first like. I'm not even joking. Like ten or fifteen mics, I was signed up for, and then I just wouldn't go, or I would oh, go no. and like not check in. and I would just sit there in the back, yeah. and watch because I was so scared to go up. Yeah, but I always, it was, I just put it off for so long.
1: Well, it's it, we talked. About, I talk about it all the time on the show. It, it's it's something almost you have to be some sort of a masochist to want to do it because one, there's the bombing element to it. Yeah. and two. Publics, a fear of public speaking is like which the I have one for sure. Yeah. You have that? Oh, for sure. See, I never had that.
0: Oh, I'm bad. Yeah, my whole family like just can't handle it.
1: God, that's crazy. So, when did you actually go up? It was you said it like ten or fifteen mics in.
0: I yeah, like I signed up for like ten mics and I just I wouldn't go or okay. I would go and like hide my face and just like watch. Did
1: you have a set? Yeah. Do you? Oh, have, dude, like, I
0: I had like been writing since I, I knew was like it! sixteen. I knew it! And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be the next – when I start. I'm going to start like – Yeah, when I go. Yeah, next month I'm going to start. Yeah. I saw. So I just kept doing that.
1: It's funny because Dane gets a lot of flack now, Cook, but the Harmful of Swallowed, that CD was yeah. the reason I was like – look, I've all, I'd always liked comedy. So like Tom Rhodes and Mitch Hedberg, those were yeah. some of the first specials I saw. Love Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. But when I saw his – when I saw Dane's Comedy Central Presents where he rips his shirt off, that Dane – Special and Harmful if Swallowed That was the first time I ever listened to comedy And I was like wait a second Like it, it's obviously Really it's awesome that first Little set is yeah. Fantastic but I w- that was the first time I ever Thought maybe I could Do that right and so that Was the first time I ever even had that thought Was like I'm I'm like kind of Crazy and wild and like and very Energetic I was like maybe I could do that Right well see I feel like
0: most people could do stand up. Just the craft of it. You yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, as evidenced by like what we said what we like, see all the there's, time. like there's right. There's <laughs> yeah. Go to a mic and you'll see what I'm talking about. But so I was always like i like way into comedy. But I don't think I got into stand up until later, until I was like eighteen or nineteen. Okay. We, we, like that didn't enter my head where like I'm gonna do stand up. But I would make like little videos
1: with my friends. Okay, and I was always yeah. like trying to be funny and trying to make people laugh. We had the over the shoulder camcorder. Like yeah. the over the shoulder and oh, we would do like i would do like goofy news segments i was big on impressions when i was young oh really yeah so like my dad it was funny i tell the story before but my dad he'd have a couple pops and then he'd be like hey <laughs> brennan do the do the or like we'd go out to dinner and he'd be like my son he can do ace ventura pet detective. Uh, yeah do it. Yeah. do it and i'd yeah. be like all
0: right i did ron jaworski my dad loves my ron jaworski okay know you know. yeah but Just um, so that's a random poll there you go he's a philly guy and ron jaworski was always made him laugh but um yeah, I forgot what I was saying.
1: No, so 18 is when you kind of thought about doing stand-up. So you I remember watching...
0: You remember those Gotham live tapes? Oh, yeah. I remember watching the one where Norm MacDonald hosted. Okay. And Norm MacDonald's like my favorite Yeah. dude on the planet. He's not on the planet anymore, but...
1: Well, he's... Is he? You know what I mean. Yeah, right? his
0: spirit is alive. Yeah. I'm the next Norm Macdonald. Well, I was going to
1: say his body is somewhere. Buried True. Somewhere. Well,
0: we don't know. Maybe he's cremated, but... um. Yeah, I remember watching that and then going like... The way he did it made me go like, "Oh, I want to do that." Because yeah. I never really was attracted to to stand up from from a young age. I was, but I loved comedy. Okay. But just the idea of just somebody getting up there and talking, talking, is like, that was foreign to you. You're like, it, it just kind of, I was like, "Why would you go listen to that?" You okay. Know what I
1: mean? See, I, I had the opposite effect. I was more into stand up than I was into actual like. Yeah, comedic movies and stuff like that. I'm more like the vulnerability and the one-on-one gotcha. with, that came with stand-up. Yeah, but then you saw Norm do it, and you were like, "Oh shit!"
0: Yeah, that, you just see certain people do it in a way that's like, it just clicks with you, and yep. you're like, 100 percent." You know what I mean? Like, "Oh, I want to do what he's doing." Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly.
1: Yeah, I so I had the same exact experience. And like
0: a lot of stand-up is that where it's like process of elimination kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Where you see stuff, and you're like, "I don't want to do that." I yeah, do you that. see I don't a lot. Yeah, and then you're only left with like. What you want to do, and I still struggle with like, am I worth hearing up here? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's imposter syndrome because you get up there with the mic and you're talking and people are listening and you're kind of like, do I?
0: Yeah. Like, why are you listening to me?
1: Yeah. Why? What? What did I do that was? Yeah. Now, I have had an experience because I've been doing it since '09, and my experience. Lately because I quote unquote think I found my voice and I think I know what I want to talk about like I and I do that's something I'm very passionate about and I've bored the listeners to tears about that kind of stuff but just everything that I had been through with the arrest and the alcoholism and the drug addiction and then getting sober and then relapsing and then almost dying and then getting sober again I was like I got to the point where I was like oh I want to talk about this stuff on stage because the way I deal with tragedy is through comedy yeah like I have to make jokes right and I want to show other people that like everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, like we laugh. can all make. Got to laugh or else she'll cry. Yeah, exa- exactly. That's it's funny you say that. I say that to my girl. Like I had something happen where someone real close died a last a couple of weeks ago, and I immediately started making jokes. And my girlfriend said she was like Savannah was like, "What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's She's just like a- someone just died. I go, this is this is how I cope. Yeah, like this is my reaction.
0: Yeah, I'm not a good
1: sad person. Yeah, I'm not like, a good <laughs> sad person. You know?
0: bad stuff comes out when yeah i, try to I just sad. start
1: talking and yeah. then so my whole thing was like all right i, I figured out what i want to do but now the thing that i'm running into and i know i talked about it on the bonus episode um when i had my shadow producer joe we were talking about my audition at broadway yeah and the whole thing was like i finally got my feedback and it was great feedback it was very constructive But a point that kept getting brought up was you're more of a storyteller. That's not what we do in New York. New York, you got to be punch, 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 punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're up there, and you're super funny, and your stage presence is great. And some of your premises are – he literally said one of your premises is that's genius. I never thought of that. Like, that's so smart. Yeah. He goes, but you do it all in a story context. Mm -hmm. Like, you should just try to do – and this is something that's been told to me before.
0: Yeah, I think that's a product of, like – because you started in Florida, right? Yeah. And every time I talk to a comic who didn't start in New York, they they they're like they're doing twenty minute sets. Yeah. They're doing, but New York, every set, every time you get on stage, you only got five minutes. That's it. So it's really hard to get in and out of story mode. That's in five minutes. So you it just becomes like you have to you have to do setup punch. Yeah. And then move on to the next one.
1: And that's actually something that really benefited me and has because I have to, a couple of people I spoke to before I came up here were saying the same thing. They're like. You got to cut your stuff way yeah, down. You have to edit down to, have the, to. to the
0: barest minimum.
1: And it's funny because I did a show at Broadway the week before with Jill Kimmel. Good friend. She was in town and she put me on her show and I I knew nothing about it. I just assumed I was doing five because in New York, everyone does five. Right. And then she's like, yeah, you, you don't mind. Going, you're going to go first. Is that cool? And I was like, yeah, of course. And then she goes, you're going to do 15. And I was mm-hmm. like, no problem. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. Right. Is longer. And at, you can
0: like you can't win an audience over with your per- it's hard to in five minutes oh which is, is, is what you need to do yeah. it would like to tell stories like to get them interested you have
1: to get them on your side yeah
0: or else you're just especially in new york because the audience is like they're, they're very fickle they're very fickle they'll turn and on you in a they'll turn on, on, a, on a, you in a in second, a second. So you, yeah
1: and yeah. i see because i go to shows at the stand my new job is like right near the stand so i was going there a lot before but now i go there like every day after work because i just love comedy i love being yeah, around yeah, yeah. comedy so i'm always at the stand and that's that's an interesting thing is that because they, they do longer sets there so you can and I kind of I know a lot of the comics, whether it's personally or mm-hmm. just from a professional standpoint watching their stuff. so it's interesting because I know how they are. so when I watch their set, it's coming from that perspective but audience members don't you know, know that yeah exactly right right right, right. and I, the it was never more real than after a show one time I had a friend come out and she said uh, She brought her wife and she was like, oh, that was great. You did awesome. And then her wife was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I was kind of scared of you because you're very intense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you talk about being in prison.
1: Yeah, I talk about going to jail and cutting myself and uh, hurting people and fights. And I realized, oh, this is only funny to my friends because they know I'm a big yeah. So the juxtaposition is what makes it funny. Right.
0: But they don't know that. You have to figure out like a way to – so I kind of am set up punch in a way. Yeah. But I always, like, admire the storytellers because I'm like, I don't know how I would get up there and, like, exact, like explain who I am in that short amount of time and then also be able to weave in and out of...
1: Punches and stuff. Punches yeah. and stuff. So I did the Joe Kimmel set, and oh, a good friend of mine, Josh Marsh, shout-out Josh, came to the show, brought a couple of his friends. And it went well. You know, it went well enough. I didn't bomb, but I'm very hard on myself, so it's like, if I don't, course, yeah. if I don't get a standing ovation, I fucking bombed. Right, right. Then, literally a week later, I go to do Broadway the industry room. It's a five minute set. Yep. Josh comes same. T- he brought more people, but he did bring those same two guys mm-hmm. and their exact words to Dude, that was fucking amazing. Yeah, I literally did the same set. Yeah. I just cut. Everything out of it to do to fit it into five minutes instead of fifteen. Yeah, because I have all these stories about getting arrested and tussles with police and stuff, and it's normally a much longer bit. Mm -hmm. And I cut it all the way down to the very bare bones, and they like that more. Right. So,
0: but do you think if you went elsewhere, would you do that? Would you keep it edited, or would you?
1: Well, so that's the thing. Is so in New York, that's gonna like the the five that I have now, the five that I did at Industry Room is my five, even though there are critiques of it but that's still that's like the five I want to do because I I am a storyteller that's how mm-hmm. I present myself so the fact that I can get two or three stories whittled all the way down and fit them into that 5 minute window for me is perfect right so I took some of the criticism and then I you know some of it I was just like thanks but you know I'm not going to change yeah. that aspect but it's interesting because coming from your standpoint as a setup punch person yeah 5 minutes has got to be like no problem but it's either.
0: also yeah and like see if you're telling a story and it's bombing it's where do stuck. you go you're stuck yeah so if i'm telling one and it bombs i can just go like all right let me go to one that i think will work and yeah then, you know just keep cycling through but it is it's crazy how many times you have to learn that lesson or at least me when you write something and it's it's just like so many words and it's just yeah. so much crap and then you say it on stage and it bombs but like <laughs> so hard it bombs so hard but like one little part I guess that's just what you have to do to find out which yeah. of that, which of it is savable.
1: I had, I was telling you, I had that really traumatic thing happened two weeks ago and I wrote like maybe three minutes about yeah. the whole thing. And I tried it at, hell. Yeah. I went to hell. Yeah. And tried yeah. it. Shout out. And um, probably did awesome because those rooms are always. Well, it. It was interesting because there was actually audience members. I guess people were up at the bar and they're like, I heard you guys were doing mm-hmm. comedy down here.
0: Yeah, we got some of those sometimes. We were like,
1: what the fuck? Yeah. But um, like two or three lines out of the three minutes, two or three lines worked. And I was like, that's all I need. Yeah. Like as long as I know something in there works, I can build around it.
0: Yeah, I wish I could skip that step. Oh my just, God, so much.
1: You know? Have you ever done it where you thought, because you do smaller, you do set a punch. So maybe... Maybe this hasn't happened, but I, I've come up with premises mm-hmm. and like like written long form like this is going to change comedy. Oh, yeah. Like you this is going to change the world. Yeah. And then I've gotten up and crickets the whole time. No groans, no laughter, yeah. just nothing.
0: But that's when you go for the bottle after the show. Yeah, and I'm like, like what, what am I doing? Like, I'm what such the... a loser.
1: Well, <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh, man. So how did you. So after the ten or after the ten mics is showing up and not going. What was it like? Well, tell me about your first time, like, actually getting up. Oh, I blacked out. Did you, um, like, drink to black out? No, no, I just... was sober. Okay. No, yeah, so I, like, I don't drink. Will Farrell in old school, like, what just happened? I just blacked out.
0: I was on stage. I bombed. I, I mean, I didn't bomb for a first time. I did okay. Like, I Did got you bring laughs. people? No. Okay. No. I, I didn't let anybody see my set until... Well,
1: because sometimes people bring people. You know, you've seen this host in the show and open mics, and... You'll get someone going up for their first time, and they I brought know, and they bring well, ten you, people, and then they crush. You get it, yeah, like, like
0: the loser of a fantasy football league. Yeah, I always hate those people because yeah, they bring ten people and then they crush.
1: Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, this is easy," and yeah. it's like
0: their friends are like, "You were the funniest." Yeah, to him. Yeah, like, and then it's like, like "No, like, no he wasn't. come back next week." <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen this at Mike's, but so when you tell when you tell the audience when you do an open mic and you tell the audience this is my first time, everybody goes a little easier. They go ape shit. They go, they go they crazy. Be, yeah, awesome. They're, like, so happy for you that you're getting up there, so it makes you, it makes your life a lot easier up there. I've seen people say that, like, ten times in a row. Like, I'll, I'll be watching them, and, like, they they've, just get they've been there the last two weeks, and they get up there, and they're like, this is my first oh, time. Oh, you're
1: talking about not in the same set. Like, they'll keep going up saying it's their they'll first time. They'll keep going up,
0: and, like, two weeks later, it'll be, like, their 15th time on stage, and they're like, what's up, everybody? This is my first time. And then they get that, like, applause, and, yeah. like, everyone's nice to them. And I'm like, you... That's not your first time.
1: I can't. I have such a weird thing about that. My second show in New York, I was like, okay, I need to stop saying I just moved to New York. Yeah, it was still the first week I was here, and I was like, <laughs> I can't say, but I've already said it twice. I can't yeah. say it again. Well, yeah, and it's, but it's that same kind of thing. Like when I the first time I ever did an open mic in New York, I was like, I just moved here like a week ago. I'm brand new, to new and everyone cheered yeah. and then my jokes were just hitting everyone's like, yeah.
0: There's so many of those like giveaway lines that you, if you do like open mics and stand up, you can like somebody says, oh, I'm just working out new stuff. Yeah. If they're bombing, yeah. stuff like that.
1: I tell people all the time, don't. And I I mean, I'm guilty. I say it sometimes, too. But I tell people all the time, don't. If you're going to treat this like if you want to be a comic and mm-hmm. this is a job. Right. Don't make excuses. Oh, if it bombs, percent. it bombs.
0: But I know what you mean. Where like you're up there and you're just I, sweating in the moment, and you like, panic and you do it. I'll be like, listen, like I am you,
1: good at this. Like I have stuff. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that stuff because it's worked out. Yeah. I need to. You work tell yourself on a million
0: stuff. times, like I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say and it. And then you say it. <laughs> and then you say it. You just get pushed into a corner.
1: <laughs> so you did not do well the first time.
0: I did okay, but okay. then. Okay. So I would do it like. Was it in New York? Yeah, it was at. Um, so,
1: did you move to New York? Because you're from North Jersey. Did I'm you from move North to Jersey. York?
0: Yeah, I moved to New York out of college.
1: Okay. Where did you go to college? Rutgers. University. Rutgers. Yeah. What year did you graduate? 2018. Okay. God, you're a baby. I'm
0: a youngster. And um, so, I moved to a little apartment in Chinatown. Okay. A shoebox and apartment.
1: Why? I also well, to New York. Like, why New York?
0: Why do comedy in New York? It just was. No, why
1: did you move to New York out of college?
0: Well, I had a job in New York.
1: Okay, okay. My okay.
0: job that I have now, working in TV. And uh, obviously, I wanted to do comedy. Okay. And that was just the default. Like,
1: Well, I always ask just because I've done this podcast with people from all over the country. And I ask the same question to people, like a lot of comics, because I'm from Florida. A lot of comics I had from Florida on. I'll ask them the same question, but in reverse. Like, why did you never leave? Why have you not left Florida? Yeah. And it's always interesting, because it's either it's family or it's I'm comfortable. And it's just very... I mean, even though you're from Jersey, I tell people this all the time, what we're trying to accomplish in one of the hardest cities in the world, people have written songs about how difficult it is, and we're trying to accomplish one of the hardest things in the world. Yeah which is to make people pay attention to us and make them laugh
0: yeah it's like playing on all madden i don't know if you played madden yeah up. oh yeah it's but like, like i, on I all would madden. i wouldn't play a game on pro because it's i just don't want to do it so yeah just new york is the all madden it's the i love that so, it's the all madden so you gotta go see see what you got um but yeah when see you said you were a big deal in florida
1: uh not a big but deal, i but, but yeah
0: and like, like if, I, I,
1: if I called someone and said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to be in town. I want to do a spot." I I would get a spot.
0: Yeah. And they're, and they're like so I talk to people and they're like getting paid and yeah. stuff in the, like outside of New York. So I'm like why New York then? Like kind of like what you said, like why did you come here? Got if you, tired if of you had cuz my whole yeah, I am <laughs> playing on pro. But my whole thing is like people, you know, what do you want to get out of it? If I could just do it professionally. In other words, if, I, if it could just be my job, yeah. that's, that's good for
1: me. I, I made it. See, so I have a different mindset. My mindset is because of what I talk about, I'm more interested. I'm less interested in the money aspect, yeah. the professional aspect, and I'm much more interested in the reach aspect.
0: Right, just connecting with people. Connecting with people because yeah.
1: I understand how difficult it was for me when I was younger and how stand-up was kind of that escape. Right. And so I'm much more interested in... I just want people to hear what I have to say. Getting a wider audience, which you got Yeah, yeah. which, again, people automatically think, oh, well, if you have a wider audience, it'll automatically translate to more money. Not true. Yeah. My wider audience that I'm talking about and a lot of the stuff that I talk about is drug and Mm alcohol-related, addiction-related. Those people don't have disposable income. And if they do, it's spent in other places. Yeah. So my thing is because i've talked to people chris buck marcus crespo brian ziola all hilarious comedians out of florida all travel the entire country mm-hmm. doing comedy but we've had these serious conversations where it's like you know why not go to a big and they say the exact same thing that yours it's like why the fuck yeah would i go somewhere where i'm nobody yeah when i'm touring the country opening for people like kyle Kinane and exactly. Like Eddie exactly Pe- like why would i go anywhere else yeah and I it's mean, like oh I, that I, I okay. still
0: don't 100% understand why you would but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just cuz of the, the
1: Well, have sh- you ever thought about moving to a smaller market? I thought
0: about, yeah, like I mean, Raleigh? I did the whole Raleigh. Yeah, I, don't know, I <laughs> Austin popped into my head. Okay. But um yeah, I just never like I'm from here and it Yeah, you're It would it. feel like qu- like quitting in a way. Yeah. Like giving yeah. up on trying to make it in New York cuz it's too hard, which
1: it, Well, and it yeah, and it's funny because moving to New York to a lot of my friends in Florida, especially my family, who don't fully understand, like, what I'm doing. Yeah. They're like, you made it. Like, you're in New York City. You uh, really? made it. Yeah, I've heard that. that I gotta go
0: elsewhere, because apparently when you say you're a New York comic from elsewhere, they're like, all right, yeah, we'll give you ten minutes.
1: Yeah. Oh, if you go anywhere and say, yeah, I'm a comic from New York, they'll... Like, I shouldn't say anywhere. That's only right. Sith deals and absolutes. But it's like, if you say, like we had people come in who were in the Jacksonville scene and then left to go other places like New York and then came back. And I remember when I came back into comedy, I was just like, oh, this person, they're in New York now? Yeah. And then you watch their set through, like, rose-colored glass, And it's, I mean, it's funny. It's good. But you almost watch it like, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm doing that.
0: New York has, like, an inexplicable, for me, a thing where it's like, all the logical... Re- it's like stupid expensive. There's so many comics here. So many. It's like it, everything they say makes sense to like... But I just know I'll never do it. I yeah. know I'll never leave.
1: Well, and I, I have only been here for a few months. So I, I think I can speak to this. Because, yeah. I, you know, I'm a New Yorker now. Okay. Uh, but I i love it. I love oh, yeah. how dirty like it, it is. How there's primy. an addiction you get to it. Yeah. I love how... I can go to the stand, but I'm always there in case someone. You bails always out. have that in the and back they of your know head. I'm a comic. I they took see a, me in there talking with comics.
0: Yeah, yeah. I took a second job at uh, Caroline's. Did working, you working the door? And when I'm like meeting the guy to take the job, he's like, <laughs> he's like, we don't trade for stage time. And I was like, okay, gotcha, Gotcha, 100%. Got <laughs> sounds it. good. Be here on Monday. And then like in my head, I'm still thinking. like, oh yeah, I'm gonna it's get up gonna, gonna happen. I'm gonna get up there. I'm gonna get up. Yeah,
1: I do. Oh, I go to the Frantic Show. Huge shout out to Aaron and Karen. I go to the Frantic Show every Monday. Yeah. Because that's the show that the Booker watches. Right. And that's the free show. So it doesn't hurt to go every Monday because it's free. Where is it? It's at the stand, 9 o'clock. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Karen Fian, Aaron Berg run it. Uh, and they, they it's always a huge lineup. Aaron Berg is a killer. Dude. He's so... I actually got the nerve to go up and talk to him the other day Because I've yeah. seen him a million times Because mm-hmm. I'm at the stand so often And he's a paid regular there yeah. So I finally I was standing outside smoking a cigarette And he's smoking his cigar And I'm scrolling through Instagram And he posted like four or five things in a row And they were screenshots of like crazy DMs his fans send him Yeah And I'm standing like three feet from him Are he's so I'm showing looking. these to you? No, I'm looking on my phone on oh, Instagram. Oh, oh, he's oh he's I got sitting gotcha. smoking a cigar posting these. And as gotcha. he's posting them, I'm three feet away on Instagram, I'm like what the fuck. So finally I turn and I go, Aaron, is this stuff real? Yeah. And he's like, huh? What? <laughs> and I go, This stuff you're posting, right? Yeah. And so we ended up having a conversation. And like, I had gotten to the point where he would see me at the stand and say, like, he'd be like hey, man, what's up? Because he sees me all the time. But I finally got the courage to just talk to him. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I just moved here from Florida. I'm a comic. And he's like, oh, cool. I'm like, the worst at that. Like, just talking I'm to him. I'm so bad I'm at, it. at it. I need to be. And this is, I was the same way with girls my whole life. If I'm introduced to someone, oh, I'm on fire. I'm yeah. like, hey, hey, because yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, in yeah. the service industry. Mm-hmm. If someone if we have a common connection, someone introduces us, or if you say something and I laugh and then you go, Oh my God, and we start talking, I'm good. Yeah. I'm total sales. It's just starting it. Can just it's starting it. The hardest part is starting it. So and it's it's gone the other way too. My good buddy Marcus opened for Dan in Orlando, talked about Soder, how awesome he was, how he likes wrestling, because we're all into wrestling, because we're from Uh the Hillbillies from Florida. And I was like, dude. That's so awesome that he was that cool. Because Marcus is, like, one of my best friends. He's been on this podcast a bunch. So I see Dan at the stand all the time. I'm like, I'm going to say hi. Like, if he's this cool, I'm going to say... Worst... Uh, decision I ever made what happened he was just busy
0: oh yeah he was yeah, like yeah. going
1: from the stage to the bathroom and then he was like running out to go do another set and I stop him as soon as he walks out of the bathroom I like Dan and he's like whoa <laughs> yeah he's, you know I'm six one and a half like 230 pounds and I just like Dan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> crazy like,
0: hillbilly from Florida <laughs> yeah
1: well, hey man big fan Oh uh, yeah you uh my buddy opened for you uh, all weekend He have for you in Florida and he's uh, like literally someone just cold called walked up to you and started saying these things he's like what is what is happening
0: yeah yeah did you take it personally
1: of course, yeah, 100, yeah. I knew it wasn't, but of course, in my heart, I was like, that was stupid, that's why yeah. you don't fucking go up to yeah. people.
0: You're never going to be, you're never going to be, f- you're never going to be at the Dave Chappelle level if you yeah. keep treating people like that, that's what you tell yourself. Oh,
1: and, no, in my head, I, I took it out on myself, I was like, you're such an idiot, like, why would you, why would you approach it? Why would you even approach it? You know not to do that. Yeah. You spend your whole life telling yourself, don't do that, mm-hmm. and then you did it.
0: You finally get, like, the courage to do it, and you're, and then it Backfires? Pails. And you're it's like, worked. I was right.
1: Hannah Burner super sweet. We talked for like an hour. Aaron, same Aaron Berg, same thing. Awesome guy. And Dan is a great guy. Yeah. It's just what I did was totally unprofessional and right. just weird. You ambushed him. I ambushed him. Yeah, yeah. So it's a hundred percent on me. But still in my head, I was like, he wasn't as nice yeah. as everybody said. I actually had
0: one time. I oh was, go, do I it, was, do it. It's not a comic thing. I was eat, I was eating at a diner and you know Stephen A. Smith? Yeah, of course. So he's sitting like Let's couple, hit him, <laughs> he's, he's sitting a couple tables over from me. He doesn't look like he's in a great mood, but like I love Stephen A. Smith. So I was like, oh maybe i no. And I studied sports journalism in college, so I was okay. still kinda like playing around with the idea of doing that. And uh, so I was like, Oh, maybe I should go up to him. I'm sitting there for like ten minutes debating. Go back and forth. I see this this like high school girl go up to his table and just have like the worst interaction. Like you could tell he hated her. Oh, you know what I mean? God. And I was like, yes, <laughs> glad I didn't do yeah, that. She took the bullet for me. She basically like ran the trial run and was like, Nope, not a good not idea. He's not it. into it. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's the thing that I've been trying to be better at is not, like I said, not approach unless there's something at, like with the Aaron thing. I had like a reason to be like, what is it? Well, like, what is this about? And with uh, Hannah, we were sitting, she was sitting like next to me at the bar and we were both talking mm-hmm. to Dan, the bartender. So like, I'm talking to him, and then she's ta- so we were almost having a conversation like through him. So finally, we just turned and started talking to each other, Right. like one of those weird yeah, things. Just pull him in. Yeah. Um. So those have all been good interactions. But when you ambush somebody, they're like, the f- yeah. "What is happening?"
0: I almost think though, it's like you got You just got to do it because, like Cody, co-producer of Hell yeah. yeah, he showed me this thing one time. Like he he DM'd. Um, Nate Bargesi okay just asked him like for advice and Nate sends back like this whole long paragraph which is crazy yeah that that Nate Bargesi responded and not only responded but he just re- like it was like a 500 word thing which like that's so valuable that who cares if you get rejected the first nine times if you, if that yeah that happens. time you get that interaction it's like that's pretty cool
1: well and that's the thing too is so a couple things come out of it is one he'll remember, who i am when he sees me yeah. when he sees my face yeah. and two god this is gonna bite me in the ass if this podcast blows up and then somebody gets me and somebody's like hey sutter Wait, did this, you know this guy's this talking shit hasn't blown up yet no not yet it will you're like why am i here then uh, <laughs> but the other thing too is that the reason why i kind of was so mad at myself is like i'm there all the time it's like yeah. i'm going to see him again mm-hmm and hopefully, he, he probably won't remember. He deals with thousands of people yeah, on a daily has a basis. Yeah, a million so. interactions. Yeah, so it's like he's not going to remember. But if he does, that's fucking embarrassing for me. <sighs> if he remembers you? If he does remember the fact that like I was like, Hey man, uh, I know you're just uh, peeing. Yeah, yeah. That'd probably be funny to him, I think. Yeah, it might. Uh, later later on. on. What was the thing? We keep getting off on this this comedy stuff. What was the thing that kind of, after your first mic, were you hooked? Were you in? Or were you like, I don't want to do this ever again. Why would I do this? Or...
0: No, I, I mean I wasn't gonna quit or anything like that. Um, and you
1: said this is in New York. Yeah, it was at uh, a.
0: Yeah, it was at formerly Climate Lounge, now Cellar Seventy Seven. Okay, that's yeah. the place, man. I was up at the cellar, and um, what's that? our mean, cellar? Yeah, the uh, knockoff cellar. Um, I don't know. I I I just I wasn't gonna quit. I knew that, so I just kept doing it. And I, but I, when I first started, I only did like two mics a week, okay, if that. And then just gradually, you yeah. start doing more and more.
1: Did you play sports and stuff growing up? Or yeah, yeah, okay. all of
0: them. In high school, I played basketball, but like before that, football, baseball. Okay.
1: The reason I ask is because there's like a competitive thing. Because you, you were like, I knew I wasn't going to quit. There's yeah. like a competitive thing that comes in, and I notice a lot of people in show business, mainly comedy, are either ex-athletes or addicts. Yeah, because there's this mentality of like, I don't care how painful it is, like I'm going to keep going.
0: Definitely. Have that, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's you feel competitive about it. And like I said, like, you just, if it's something you want to do, and I was well aware of being like a comedy nerd, I'd like listened to all the podcasts and I'd watched like all the documentaries. So I was well aware of how hard it was. Yeah. And like everyone saying that you're going to bomb for your first two years and then you're not going to get good until your first seven years. So when I started doing it, I knew the process, which helped. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, I'm doing what they talked about which is i'm not doing that great right now and also i have like i have confidence in my writing okay like I, I think i'm a pretty good writer i don't have a lot of confidence at least in the beginning i still don't have that much but it's better in in the performance See, side opposite. of it right
1: my writing's garbage but i can captivate an audience once i get <laughs>
0: so it was like
1: just put us together yeah
0: exactly but for it was um yeah, I knew if I just kept getting more and more comfortable, I could probably, I was confident enough in my writing where I was like, I can do this.
1: Yeah, you know it's good on the page, you just have to translate it.
0: Exactly. Like, I know if I wrote these jokes and gave them to somebody who knew what they were doing, they could probably get laughs. Yeah. But I just can't because I'm a sniveling mess right now <laughs> up there.
1: <laughs> so, you, this is all after college. Was Rutgers your number one school? That was the one you wanted to go to?
0: Like, the, one of the first Rutgers games I went to when I was a freshman, they, yeah. they won, they beat Michigan, and we stormed the field. Fuck yeah. And I was like, this is great. This is at Rutgers? This Obviously. is going to happen a lot. And then Rutgers loses by a million.
1: Were you guys hammered?
0: Uh, I, I, drunk. Okay. Was, yeah. Not I, a say, story I got all this Hammered? Hammered? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So were you a big party but, guy in college? Yeah. We drank a lot. I mean, I was drunk every weekend. But um, Okay. Was it my number one school? I See, I went to...
1: Well, the, I assume it was because you're from the Northeast, and Rutgers is like because you guys don't have college football up here like we do in the South, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's like a big in the deal South, for you guys. everyone's like, "Fucking Florida, Florida State, Miami," you know, USF, yeah. FAU, FIU. But uh, those are all D one schools. But up here, it's like, well, we've got Rutgers, which and is that's a it.
0: poor excuse for a D one school. But um, I mean, athletically, <laughs> academically, <laughs> it's a great school, but. uh, no, I did. I never planned anything really in my life. And, um, I went to a high school that was, I had like 15 kids in my graduating class. Oh wow. It was like a Christian school. Okay. It was K through 12. I went there K through 12. Jesus. It's Brutal. And, um, so yeah, when I was going to college, I was like, I'm not doing that podunk little school thing anymore. Yeah. So, and the, so Rutgers was just a default big university I, I i'm not even joking i think i applied to like two colleges oh really yeah ruckers and Mammoth. and then i just Rutgers. ruckers yeah. was like the public school. So i was like i'm going yeah i'm going to public school fuck yeah that's basically what it was
1: you went you spent 13 years including k oh my god in yeah. private school and then yep. finally when you came out you're like fuck this i want to go to public school exactly you i was the, fucking I, yeah. ruined me
0: <laughs> whenever i hear people talk about like public school as if it's like a death sentence right i'm like you you you, you never know, you, went to private school for 13? did you years. go to private school?
1: No, fuck oh, no. Yeah, dude. I'm public all the way, baby. Really? Yeah, yeah Daytona public. What does that mean? Just Dirty? Grimy? Yeah. No, I I lie. I grew up in a suburb outside of Daytona Beach, so I went I went to good schools. Oh, okay. Yes. And then my in high school, I was an International Baccalaureate, so I went 30 minutes away. What did you say? A Baccalaureate? International Baccalaureate, IB? Okay. You guys have that up here? No. What is it's that? the hardest classes you can that take. That sounds like
0: a word that would be really hard for people, people in Daytona. It's an program.
1: It's the hardest classes you can take in high school in the world. You know, people are like, oh, I was an AP. Yeah, We yeah. PP on AP.
0: Ooh. Yeah, so we, you're a smart guy? We pee-pee. I used to be. And then you'd... Concussions. Oh, I was going to say drinking, but...
1: Well, yeah. So the drinking, which swells the brain, the drug abuse, and the concussions. My, I was going to see a neurologist every six months for a while because of, I had some pretty bad brain things going on. Uh-huh. Um... And they were just like, yeah, man, like, this is a mess. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I used to be, uh, I used to, I kept all my case studies and stuff because I was pre-law, so I kept all my case studies and I used to reread them and be like, I wrote this. Wow. Like, there's no way I wrote this. You were impressed by it. I was so impressed. <laughs> I was like, I used to be fucking smart as shit. Yeah. Do you like,
0: in your head, are you a smart comedian?
1: No. Yeah. No. Because again, with the storytelling, it's, right. I was gonna it's say, all from all perspective, like- I don't do. I understand political humor and like, like guys who try to be guys and girls who try to be like cagey and like try to mm-hmm. outwit the audience. I understand it and it, like it's funny to me, but it's not. It's not anything I would strive to be. It's funny sometimes.
0: It's unbearable when it's. Oh, uh, when it's when not when funny, it's, not it's not the, funny. the worst. It's horrible.
1: People think what I do is a TED talk. I'm like, that's a fucking yeah. TED talk. When people
0: get up on stage and they have like too much confidence. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Right sitting seen, down like they get up there and they sit down what are you sitting down for
1: yeah you're not who you think you are <laughs> yeah man. there's one comic in florida that always sits and he's earned that right because he's he's been on this podcast will blaylock yeah. he's one of the funniest people i've ever met in my life yeah he's the only one we will not berate for sitting really? him and i'm sorry Aaron needs is a, another florida comic who sits
0: you know what else i love those this are the one. only two though everyone At, else were like
1: stand the fuck <laughs> up
0: stand up Do your i love it when um People come up to do like their five minute sets and it's like an open mic and they bring their like, oh my God, bring their beer up there. Like you're going to get, who was
1: I just talking to? You're going to get
0: real parched.
1: I think it was Matt Folstron. when we just had him on or Kevin McCaffrey. Yeah. But yes, they were like,
0: just keeping it casual. Might have a sip of beer. It
1: was, oh my God. It was, somebody was saying Norm McDonald. I think it was Matt Folstron was saying he was standing next to Norm McDonald, and a a comic was doing a five minute set and went up there with a beer. And Norm was like, ha-ha, he, he, needs a, he needs a beer? Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up there with a lobster dinner. Good, uh-huh. Good Norm. And, you know, put the bib on. Uh, yeah. And do the whole thing. <laughs> he was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, that always makes me laugh. Oh, man. But, yeah, it's like, what are you, what are we doing? Like, yeah. I'll bring my phone, especially if it's new material. Because other than the thing. Still, after 13, 12 years, I'll, the same thing happens. is I'll get up there and be like, this is what I'm going to talk about. I'll think oh, about it forget. all day. Then I get up and I'm like, fuck, what did Just I want to talk blank. about? Yeah. So I'll bring my phone, to, especially to open mics. But All right. I want to get into some of these stories. People are like, what the fuck is happening? Let's now? do it. All right. So I want to kind of go in a little bit of a chronological order, and I'm going to guess what's chronological. Okay. So let's go with the uh, underage drinking ticket. Oh. What was that about? Where did that happen? Is this at Rutgers?
0: No. Well, this was in between this is like the summer so okay. I wasn't at so Rutgers so you're back home in Jersey but um yeah I start from the beginning on that so like my home grown it was like very Christian a lot of rules I we went to that K through 12 school so
1: oh so it wasn't just the school like that was your life was that Christian oh, yeah. kinda
0: oh yeah 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 like dude the where I went to school it was like a church school combo thing yeah it was like
1: but I didn't know your parents were into it too
0: oh yeah well that yeah for like sure. they
1: were are they still together yep god what do you talk about on stage man that's what yeah
0: <laughs> i gotta i call them up and say you gotta get a divorce you gotta do something yeah why didn't you hit me <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is um summer in between uh freshman and sophomore year
0: summer yeah i think after freshman year but and it was just like i always had to hide the drinking. everything so i was like terrified of my parents finding out of drinking
1: because you were drinking as a freshman
0: I started drinking when I was like 17 Oh wow,, so 18, you had to... but I was like, everything was like very sneaky. Yeah. Down low. Yeah. And so like, I remember one time I was, I was driving home. I was like out, I snuck out Yeah, and I was out partying. And then I had this thing when I'm driving where I just don't pay attention to the gas tank. Oh really? Yeah. Cause like, who cares if there's gas in the car? So I oh like I ran out of gas like three. two
1: totally different upbringings. <laughs> I always had to pay attention cuz I was like, man, I only have like $3 to put in this gas tank.
0: Oh yeah, no, I just didn't mind You're just me. like, whatever, I yeah. just fill it up. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And it's full. Mhm. And it'll be full forever. It's always full. Yeah, I just that's my mindset. And then so I had <laughs> run out of <laughs> It'll work itself out. So I the gas tank. But I ran out of gas like two times and anyways, I was Two cu- times? Oh yeah, I do it all the time. It's like my thing.
1: You so, don't you don't drive in New York, do you? No. Okay.
0: No, it's like the best part yeah. of living in New exactly York. It's actually I, don't, of what I words, hate. But... Yeah, worried about parking and all that stuff. But um,
1: <laughs> twice, twice you ran out. Yeah.
0: So then this time I did it again, and like obviously my parents are probably getting like a little annoyed with the because I was sober the first <laughs> first couple times I did it. Oh, okay. But then and so I'm coming back from sneaking out partying, and it's like six in the morning. I'm trying to get home before, before your parents, right? Home. And I ran out of gas. Oh no! Like a mile from my house.
1: No, and you've been partying all night. So
0: I like I the car wouldn't move, which That's people <laughs> people don't know that. But when you run out of gas, the car doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get. I was like a mile away, so I had to get out. And I again, I'm like against the clock, so I had to like run home. And I took my dad has like for the lawnmower like a little gas gallon yeah. of gas or whatever. So I took that. And I got on my little sister's bike, rode to the car, like, got enough gas in it to go home. But I just threw my sister's b- bike in the bushes. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, then I went home and it all worked out. Anyways, I say that to say, like, that's the kind of stuff I had to. So I was terrified.
1: See, that's a great story. People come in here all the time. I don't know if I have any stories. That's a fantastic Is story. It? Okay. Yeah, you threw your, what happened to your – let's, let's – I don't even know.
0: This. I was trying to think of that. Like, I don't even know how I explained that. To them but yeah or yeah, you're just like i guess your bike got her, stolen and her bike was lost. like i went back to try to find it was gone
1: so it did get stolen yeah but just not from the house
0: right yeah i stole it <laughs> and then it got restolen. stolen and
1: then it got stolen again. yeah
0: it got double stolen and then yeah so and then i would just have to like make some i don't even remember what i said but somehow like they had to know that i was doing this stuff but they just never confronted me on it
1: yeah well, because then once they confront you, it's real. If they just ignore it, then they can be like, "No, he's." Yeah, I guess that's it's what it's like—a it cheating situation. Like when you know someone's cheating on you, but you're like, "I'm just gonna ignore it because." Yeah, they're way out of my league. It's not real yet. This... A... Yeah, it's not real.
0: Yeah, they're allowed to cheat on you? No, Cause... I mean, no, but that's your. your yeah, life.
1: that's the thing. It's like, yeah. if I just ignore it, then it's not real. Right. It's like my alcoholism. Yeah. It took me being like in a hospital and someone being like, "You're you're going to die," and I was like oh man <laughs>
0: that's a bummer yeah well, party's over guys. Yeah.
1: dr and here
0: <laughs> mr big shot um your
1: medical degrees yeah so you had to be very careful and quiet
0: right and then i had this i was like and going your parents
1: out are ignoring everything
0: to an extent like
1: yeah ignorance is bliss i get it yeah
0: yeah so then i i was going out to party one night I wasn't even I was dead sober But I had like a bunch of alcohol In the back of the car And I picked up my friend Trunk
1: or backseat
0: Backseat What an idiot Right Why don't you just put it in the trunk That's why I asked As you probably guessed I'm not the most thoughtful <laughs> Partier But uh Yeah so then the cop just I don't even remember Why he pulled us over It might have been a Bullshit reason Why he pulled us over But he pulls us over And then I got like this ticket Um It was like a $500 ticket
1: Holy shit And you nuts. weren't even drunk
0: no, I was dead sober, and I was like in my dad's car. But so that did was call f- your parents. I didn't. For no, like, did the cop call your parents? No, he asked me. He was like, because he was like, "Who's who's booze is this?" I could have just said my dad's.
1: Yeah, you're but in I, your dad's car.
0: But then I, he, I was like, he's gonna call my dad, and then they're gonna find out I was drinking.
1: Uh, okay. So that was
0: going on in my head, and then
1: isn't it funny how we overthink so much? Stuff I was. That's what as I'm, as getting as I'm getting at. Is yeah. like
0: so. Then I had that. I didn't tell him for like a month, but I had a court date. Yeah, so, Damn, so a, it was a
1: written a, arrest. Yeah. A ticket where you have to go to court. Right,
0: I had to show up to court, give them all my. It counts. Money. You've
1: been arrested. That's a written arrest. Does that count? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I'm they just marked. don't put you in handcuffs and book you, but a written arrest, you still have to go to court. That the
0: cop was like, "I could put you in, in handcuffs yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and I could book you, but I'm it's not going to do that." It's called a written arrest. And I was like, "Oh, thank you so much, yeah. officer," but he was being a dick. I think. Um, you were just
1: happy you weren't handcuffs
0: right? I was just like, oh, I'll go home because that was my mindset. I was like, I've gotten away with it every other time before. Like, yeah. I, I threw my sister's bike in the bushes History and nobody found it. History has taught out. you
1: that this is a virtual certainty that you'll get away. <laughs> so with that it. was
0: the first time that I like didn't get away with it. So I had to like tell my parents. That was like brutal.
1: What happened? Did you sit them down, kitchen table style, or were you in passing? Were you like, hey, by the way, I got oh a no, cupcake? no, not
0: in passing. I was like, <sighs> I was like quiet for a week. Didn't say anything. They probably thought you were gay. So you think so? Maybe that would have probably been worse. I think. In their minds, to hear that, but um, in their minds, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so then I, t- <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you do, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, uh, <laughs> don't, you don't put this on me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You got real quiet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you feel <laughs> about the gays, but I, I'm cool with it. So the yeah, but then I told them, and they were like so cool about it.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Didn't see that coming. That's a curveball.
0: Right. So that was like a.
1: As my, as a uh, very but funny comedian Derek Gaines says, plot twist. Yeah,
0: I love Derek Gaines. He just did the Hell Yeah Comedy Show. Fuck yeah, he did. Yeah, crushed it. Cul-de-sac um, black. Yeah, yeah. Right South bags. Jersey, baby. And um, But I th- I still think that's like affected how, how, like my, the way I drink now, because I always have that in the back of my head where like. You're even always in, nervous. I'm always nervous. Even in college, like when a party would get busted, I would go hide in the. You'd you know, like, like panic. In the bedroom. See,
1: yeah. it's always interesting to me because there's always those guys and girls who are like, fuck this, man. This is my house. I don't get, what are you going to do? Give me a fucking ticket. And oh, yeah. Like, I don't sit like those in the people. Room. Yeah. And I was the same guy. I was like, we got to go. Like, yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. So
0: you, I was like that because of like how like my childhood. Was- well, I
1: was exactly same thing. I was like that because when I was a kid, like when my I never went to parties in high school and stuff, but when my brothers and sisters would like. They'd get busted And they'd get in trouble And people are getting like DUIs at 18 and shit And mm-hmm. I was like I want nothing to do with yeah. this
0: Oh it freaked me out when Oh I, I, got, I was so I scared
1: it. And it was interesting Because then after I got arrested a couple of times And I started doing like My pre-law stuff at F- I, I turned into the like Fuck you Oh yeah guy. I turned into that Because yeah. I was like What are you gonna fucking do Like after you get arrested Three or four times You're like Okay <laughs> Like this is fine Like I've done this a million times
0: <laughs> That's it's like stand up You just Yeah you just keep get going Get more comfortable in the handcuffs Yeah <laughs> Yeah um, but, yeah, so I, I was just, like, always scared of getting caught and stuff. But then they didn't care. Well, they cared, but they let it go.
1: They let it go? God, I still can't believe $500 for having some booze in your dad's car.
0: I know. It was ridiculous.
1: Um, So uh, there's a couple of interesting ways I want to go with this. The... Um, <laughs> Getting kicked out of the Phillies-Mets game? When did that happen?
0: Oh, that was a couple of years. After college, I, like...
1: You went on a tear? Every week. Because all of these seem like they have an after college. Oh, actually, we're going to get to uh, the Times Square thing and then the Phillies-Mets game. But first, while we're on the subject of you at Rutgers, let's talk about you being a horrible roommate in college.
0: Oh, man. So...
1: What did you mean by that'cause i because like, it was oh, I always to this but
0: involving like drunk stories where I just was a terrible roommate,
1: okay, yeah, same thing,
0: yeah, my freshman year roommate he was uh it doesn't matter what he was, but he was black, and um so i like one time I had like this friend visit me who's he was gay too he was a gay black guy, he loved real real hip hop wives of Atlanta or something like that, that was his show. uh, I'm just going to let you keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll work my way out of it. But I had a friend come visit me, and we were going to go party and stuff, and he came from like far. I don't remember. He was like Virginia or something like that, but he came to visit me. See,
1: now it is relevant. What? I was trying to make another joke.
0: About the black guy? Yeah. Oh,
1: that's funny. You said it's not relevant to the story, but he was black, and then you said my friend came from Virginia. Well, no,
0: my roommate was black. My friend was white. No, that's what I'm saying. Now you have a friend coming from
1: the south, so now it's... Yeah, now it's uh, relevant. right, right. Yeah, because they hate each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they don't. But uh, so he came from like all this way, way, and then for
1: we anybody start... Who thinks like the comedy hang is actually this is all it is? Yeah, just us making dumb jokes, just... trying to like work stuff out. <laughs> yeah, saying, no, get it, because he's from the south. <laughs> yeah,
0: saying all the things that we can't say on stage, basically,
1: <laughs> into a microphone for thousands of people to hear. Um...
0: <laughs> um, so he and then we had like two drinks. But we smoked cigars, which I don't know why I ever smoked. Greek Every time guy. I smoke cigars, it's a bad idea. But I we smoked feel cigars sick the next day. Yeah, I feel sick immediately. We smoked cigars in the room. Oh no! In the dorm room. That's not allowed. Yeah, not allowed. Not and it like everything stunk. And why I say my roommate was a gay black guy, he was very particular about all his like, you know, accessories. Yeah, and, clothes, like, accessories. Things he like that. he would always like spray that uh, perfume stuff, whatever that is, cologne air stuff like you'd make oh, the air smell good. like
1: Febreze stuff
0: Febreze is the word I was looking for and, that really uh, was the word you were looking for thank you air stuff and um yeah so we I smoked like we smoked two whole cigars in, in the, the dorm. room yeah is this like a dorm like it's no like yeah it's like two
1: beds next to each other yeah
0: small dorm in college oh you're a dick I was horrible and then I so yeah we didn't go out my friend came all the way we didn't go out he had to leave the next morning because I got so sick from the cigar so I just threw up
1: so what did what did your roommate do he hated was me. he in the room? or was No, he... he
0: was out that week, and then he came back like the next day, and the whole place stunk like cigars and throw up.
1: Did you try to hide it, or were you like, no, we're just smoking cigars?
0: I just opened the window, but I didn't know what else I could do at that point.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So that was one. And then my sophomore year roommate, I I was out partying, and then the next day I, had a tra- I was taking a train home.
1: I want to ask you before you get into this story, do you have the mindset when you're doing it like, fuck i really shouldn't do this or are you just like i don't fucking care like whatever
0: when i'm like when you light cigars the cigars there,
1: were you like fuck this is a bad idea or were you like drunk or you i like just like it's not
0: my like, problem i'll it's like the gas thing i'll just it'll, who cares it'll figure okay. itself out yeah i didn't think I, so then my sophomore year roommate <laughs> it'll i figure itself out yeah i'll open a
1: window whatever right look, i had a roommate like that he'll get over it Where he was always like, I was on probation one time, and we were at a party with a bunch of drugs, like a hotel party. And the neighbors, like the neighboring rooms, kept complaining we were being too loud. And I was like, We need to turn it down. He goes, Stop being like, it'll. Yeah, I'm always,
0: I'm always the turn it down guy.
1: Well, I was like, You need to turn it down. I'm on probation. Yeah, He was very much like, You're talking about how you were with the cigar. He's like, It'll, whatever, man. It'll be fine. And I'm like, No, it won't.
0: Right. And you're right. It's yeah. not going to be fine. So, so fast forward. It didn't work out with the freshman year roommate, and then doesn't this, want to live with you again. Yeah. So then sophomore year, I lived with this kid, and then, like the train was, le- and I I slept through all my alarms, and I woke up and I felt horrible, and I just threw up on the floor, of the dorm.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Take me back. So it's sophomore year, and you you had to catch a train.
0: The I w- so I was out like on a Friday night, and on a Saturday morning, I had to catch a train to go back home.
1: Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it.
0: And I'd already bought my ticket and it was $15 and I'm not wasting $15. Yeah. So I woke up with like enough time to sprint to the train station and I felt horrible and I threw up all over the floor and just left of the door it. and I just left it
1: and he was still asleep.
0: No, he again, he was out and oh. then he came back the next day, hated me for the rest of he would literally watch like his on his laptop. He would watch his TV and he would pull his blanket over his head and like hide under there because he hated you that because he didn't want to. I think it's because he hated me. No, or, that's,
1: that's the 100% You wise. think so? Yeah, well,
0: 100%. Other than that, I was a good guy.
1: Oh, see, okay. So I had a couple. I wanted to bring this up just because you had horrible roommate in college. And I remember I always thought I was such a great roommate. But, you know, when Brandon Taft... Well, first of all, I, was,
0: I always apologized. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course. You have yeah. to. But when Brandon Taft... That was my alter ego in college when I would get hammered. Okay. When Brandon Taft came out, <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. And so I remember... I always thought I was a decent enough roommate. Like, I always stayed out of everyone's way. I was always real courteous, always asked. Like, I would try never to leave a mess. But then, again, like, I'd get blackout drunk and do stupid shit. And right. And then, like, I'd always apologize the next day. But I never thought I was a bad roommate until that roommate I was just telling you about... Um, he doesn't listen. He doesn't have any social media, whatever. His name is Justin. When he, uh, I remember one time we got into this big blow up fight because they said they were coming to our apartment to do an inspection and long story short, we had a crazy downstairs neighbor who was on a lot of medication because she was very ill, like both mentally and physically. Mm. So she always thought we were ha- we had one party at that apartment the whole time. But she always thought she heard like loud noises coming from our apartment. So she literally would call the sheriffs every day. The sheriffs would come. Oh, over, yeah. And we'd have to invite them in, and let them walk through. We'd be like, there's nobody here. Like she's hearing things. Yeah. And then we'd go to the office and they'd be like, she has cancer. And I go, she's still a fucking asshole. It like, right. doesn't change anything. <sighs> yeah. Like, but her meds were making her like think she heard stuff. Um. So anyway, we have this inspection for our apartment, and I always thought I was a pretty good roommate, and then I'll never forget. I was like, hey, man, we're already on thin ice because she calls the sheriffs all the time. They already want to kick us out of the apartment complex. Um, would you mind – you have all your dishes in the kitchen from cooking breakfast like the last three days. Would you mind cleaning that up? Mm-hmm. And I'll clean up the living room. You clean up the kitchen. Because I was always a very like take charge kind of person. I was like, let's just delegate all this stuff and get it done. And then when they come do the inspection, they'll be like, this house is immaculate. Like they're good. Like we're not going to kick them out. And I remember he got like really upset with me. He was like, yeah, man, I'll clean. I'll clean the kitchen. Um, And it was one of those things where he's like, you're not my fucking mother. Like, don't tell me to clean up. Like I pay rent here. You pay rent. here. Yeah. Yeah. But you asked. I'll never forget. I snap because I'm like. First of all, I'll fucking eat your children. Like who the fuck? Yeah. But I like kind of snapped and I was like, "Hey man, you're the reason they want to fucking kick us out because of your party." Like, and I remember just yelling, and that's when he turns and he goes, "You're the one who gets fucking hammered every night in the living room and <laughs> just, just leaves your bottle out you just, and leaves your and I was like, "Oh no."
0: Then he then you realized
1: that it all hit me at once and I was like, "Fuck, maybe I'm the inconsiderate." Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And then I looked at it from his perspective and I was like, Yeah, if someone like if Savannah, as you can tell, her apartment's not super clean. If she turned to me and was like, "Hey, do you mind cleaning up?" I'd be like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. And I realized I was like, "Oh, that's what I'm doing."
0: Yeah, but you, I mean, I think it's that's unfair the way you got caught because you were being nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to make sure we didn't get kicked out of the apartment.
0: Right. You and you were like, "I'll I'll clean the I'll clean the living room. You clean the dishes." So that part was nice. The fact that you were a horrible roommate on top, like that, still stands. But he didn't catch you right.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, when he was like, you want me to fucking clean up when you leave, and I was just like, oh no, I thought I was good this whole time. It turns out I'm a piece of shit.
0: (laughs) I just had moments. Yeah, you just had a couple of moments. Like because then my next roommate, who's like what my best friend, yeah, my best friend now.
1: Oh, okay. So that worked. I would
0: do that stuff with him, and he it would just be funny. You know.
1: Yeah, and see, and that's the weird thing I've started. I've noticed is that it all depends on the person, right? Because I've lived with people where we were like super close friends and we just didn't care. And then I've lived with people where like the school put us together or whatever and you're tiptoeing around eggshells. I've always tried to be like first round draft pick if you're drafting roommates. Like I try oh, to yeah? stay out of everyone's business. I try to clean up as much as I can. Like my room will be a mess, but like yeah, I try and keep space, everything else straight. Um, But there are times, and it's weird because. You, you only need to have one or two of those drunken, crazy stories for then you're just a shitty roommate for all time. You just time.
0: need to have, like, both people have them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, he can't get mad at me because I threw up in the bed because... He smoked yeah, cigars. Yeah, right. He apartment. did the same yeah. thing the week before. So that, as long as you have that, like, you're, yeah, and you're that, both I'll, doing it. It's
1: interesting you say that. That's a common thing is that I think it was the roommates that I had gotten fucked up with and done stupid shit with. Like, we were thick as thieves. Right. It was the roommates I did not party with or, like, really hang out with. Yeah. Where we were always kind of on a... And even the whole situation with Justin. Like, we ended up partying together and stuff like that. And we ended up becoming, like, relatively okay towards the end. Like, we didn't hate each other. It was just that one fight. Which is common roommates, yeah. Yeah. But then they were really mad because the last month we were there, I was like, I don't have to pay rent. It's the last month. Like, who gives a shit? Oh, that's the worst. And... We literally got, and within three days, this place gave us an eviction notice. Oh, yeah. And like you have, because in Florida, you, you have to give them two weeks to mm-hmm. pay the rent and all the late oh, fees right, and right, stuff. Oh, right, right, right. So on like the third, we got a notice saying if we didn't have the rent paid by the 15th, we were going to be evicted. But we were all moving out. Like we, we, yeah, all, so who cares? we all finished school at the end of the month before. So, oh. like, they, they were leaving by the 15th. So I was like, yeah, who fucking cares?
0: So you stayed there after finishing school for, like, that must have been a crazy month.
1: Well, no. that Well, that was the thing. It was literally, like, weeks. It couldn't have been longer than weeks. But I remember we, like, packed everything up and we are getting ready to leave. And then we went to turn the keys in at the office and we checked the mail before we turned the keys in. And there were these thick, thick files for e- addressed to each of us from the law firm that represented <laughs> the apartment complex we're like, we're turning in the keys. Yeah. And my mom was the co-signer. Um, no one ever in my family would ever co-sign for me because <laughs> I was shitty. You're right. And then I, my mom co-signed because I was like, no, nah, I'm doing the right thing. And then they tagged her for the last month of rent. Oof. But my roommates had paid their portion. So it was just my portion. So I was like, it's not a big deal, mom. Like, Yeah, just, yeah. Just cover just, it. Cover it. All right? Do I'm, your motherly duty. Come on, cover it. Pay but my rent. that... That was the last interaction that we had all together. Was like, you and your mom? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> was us checking the mail. Right. And so, like, everything's like, okay. And I'm very much a believer of, like, no, if we're friends, we're going to be friends forever. Like, we might not talk all the time, but if I see you again, we're yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. And so it hurts me when people just don't like me. Obviously, I do comedy. Yeah. And so when we went to get the mail and we, I saw all those forms or the files. And then the one roommate who didn't like me just kind of looked at me and rolled his eyes, and he's like, "All right, guys," and he just left. And I have not You've seen him or seen spoken him to him since. He doesn't have any social media. I've tried. I got in trouble. Oh yeah. Looks for him. Oh really? Looks for his girlfriend at the time, th- thinking maybe they're still together. Maybe she has social media.
0: Oh man. Nothing.
1: Can't. He's a ghost. Oh wow. But the other roommate, the third roommate, him and I are so cool. But yeah, yeah. But it was just it's bananas where it's like that one or two things can like. Well, you didn't pay rent. Now you're gonna have an eviction notice on it. it my mom covered it. Like right, it never right. Never went on it. It worked itself it, out. Exactly. You know. Speaking of working itself out, you're anti troop. Oh uh, we man. We like to talk about that. Oh the podcast. man. So what? Do, what do you hate about the troops?
0: They're just always bragging. No. Um, no, I'm love. not. So this is uh, we full went
1: disclosure. To, this was a story listed.
0: Yeah, I'll explain. I love the troops. We went to a. It was like ten of us, and we we're going to this Phillies Mets game. I'm a Yankees fan, so I don't have a dog in the fight. Okay. And so that my my roommate from junior year, who I was talking about, Who's like your one best, of the best friend. Friends, yeah. He's like my biggest drinking buddy, and when we we it's like kind of like the sports background. Like we trash talk a lot, and we get into it. Yeah. With each other, and then we also look for targets. Fights. Right. So he's he's a Phillies fan, and we're going to this Phillies Mets game, and I just I'm like he's he's yelling at every Mets fan he sees and I'm in this is in New York this is at Citi Field okay so the Mets yeah so but we go to the game and we're going to tailgate it and so we're there the tailgating tailgate baseball games Yeah. You can I didn't
1: it. know that was a thing it was an honest question
0: oh yeah well you can okay yeah um, I just
1: always associated that with football
0: yeah man I mean, if you can if you got a cooler yeah, you can you get to the you stadium can, early enough I don't know why yeah they got parking lots now
1: that we're talking about it out loud I feel yeah, like that, that was a really dumb question <laughs> <Yeah>. So stupid.
0: <laughs> but um so we had like a few drinks and then it was a rain delay, okay. which was bad news because then we had more time and then we went to this- More drinks. More drinks. And then we went to this bar and it was one of those deals where like everybody in the group, not everybody, but a decent amount of people in the group went to go buy shots for everybody in the group. So okay. then you end up with like- Four Everyone shots. has five shots yeah. of whiskey. So we did all <laughs> there those. There was 10 of you, correct? About 10. I don't yeah. remember exactly. But um, so we did all those and- then we go into the stadium and we're lit up. Fuck and yeah, yeah. Now it's a party. And then the, like the the talking's getting worse and worse. Um, because
1: your buddy's still ragging on everybody.
0: Yeah, he's still just fuck you know, the Mets. Yeah, '86. That was a long time ago. That's the last time the Mets won the World Series. But um,
1: what? when 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 was this? This is
0: this must have been like 2018 or something, okay. 2019 somewhere around there.
1: So did they have Degrom at the time?
0: Yes. Okay. He wasn't pitching that night though.
1: But and think. he wasn't Degrom that he is now.
0: No, no. The, my, the Mets were like, the Mets are always like just below average. Like they yeah. weren't horrible, but they, they could win some games. And uh, so there's this group, like we're antagonizing everybody, basically. Back in the stadium. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing about this is like nobody else cares about the game. Yeah. It's just, we're the only like sp- baseball fans there. Yeah. We're just, just, just there to have a good time. We're there to hang out and have a good time. And then, so, but we, so w- when you're like, what people don't understand when you're like interacting with a drunk like asshole is it starts at a certain level, but it's not going to stay there. You know what I mean? Like it's we're not going to stay there. Like we're just, it's like, it starts off as like innocent, just like eh, the Mets suck. That kind of, but hey, like we're suck. trying to reel you in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then so we can, so this one guy, like a couple of rows ahead of us, we reeled them in and he starts chirping. We reel them in. We reeled them in and he starts chirping about the Mets. And then, so obviously it escalates. We start saying bad stuff. And like, you know, everybody around us can hear us. It's just not good. I've gotten a lot better about this part of my personality. But back then I was just loud, just loud and obnoxious when I drank. I thought I was being funny. Yeah. You know, we always, I thought I was just shooting, shooting the shit with people. But, um, so then like we're going back and forth and it's only the one guy and he's with a group of people and everybody else in his group is like not into it. And again, we think we're just like laughing with it. We think the guy's like our friend.
1: Oh, okay, so you think we're all just busting balls. Right, but, we're,
0: but we're saying bad stuff.
1: Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, Jim Exactly,
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we're just hanging out at the cellar, busting balls. And then it's like the game just started, and security comes up to us. Oh, no. And they're like, you guys got to go. And we're like, what are you talking about? They're like, you, you, you're saying stuff that's like anti-troop, apparently.
1: What were you saying? Do well, you this is say? the thing.
0: We were just talking, but apparently it was during the national anthem. Which we didn't realize. but apparently, So we're like yelling and screaming. Like they're playing the national anthem or whatever, and we're yelling at like the Mets suck, you know. Okay. Right.
1: I see how that can get misconstrued. So then they
0: told. Land. They brought the up. <laughs> fuck you, you fat <laughs> <God, suck laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, basically. Home. And the home of that. Go bridge. fuck your mother. <laughs> exactly. Lots of bad things about their moms. And then, yeah, they were like, you're being anti troop. And we're like, what are you talking about? Like We didn't say anything about the troops. They're like, no. Nope. Somebody told us you're being anti troop.
1: Oh, so somebody around
0: the the group said that they're they're being disrespectful yeah, to the troops. To the national anthem and the which troops. Which is as I said, I love the troops. Nobody is more pro troops than me. And then so you yeah, that they just let us out by security. And so it was they like,
1: just took you out? They just took us out were and we you th- fighting? fight it? Were you arguing? Like what oh, yeah, we never talk-
0: stopped the whole time. Yeah. And we were like, You kicking us because 'cause we're cheering for the Phillies, like you guys are losers. And then everybody God. in our group had to leave. It was like everyone the, had to leave. They didn't have to, but they just like they yeah. Don't party's care. over. Yeah, they, fucking
1: Billy's over here anti trooping it yeah, up. Yeah,
0: exactly, man. And then yeah, so it was like the first inning. We all just went home. God. After we got taken down the elevator, and like the security guards were like laughing at us, which kind of hurt my feelings. They didn't take us seriously as a threat. Yeah. They were uh, like, you yeah, guys are okay, so man. ridiculous right now. Come on, let's go. And they wouldn't even like really explain. You should have faked paralyzed. Oh yeah Tying See into, I didn't know about that trick Cody. I didn't know about that trick yet Cody didn't tell me that But I don't know how that would have helped in that situation I think that would have made it worse <laughs> They would have had to carry your ass out Yeah You're not a small guy I should have said like I am a troop
1: Oh you should have You yeah. could have gotten away with that uh, Yeah People ask me all the time
0: Yeah you look like you could have been a Yeah A troop
1: People ask me all the time Or they'll just say thank you for your service I'm like how do you know I work in the service industry
0: <laughs> Oh Ooh, There he is
1: Hey There
0: he is That's good
1: um, I can't believe the most anti troop thing I ever, I've ever said is, uh, I had a woman one time cause my grandfather was an original green beret and he always told me, unless there's the threat of immediate war in the United States, don't ever sign up. He was like, it's oh, yeah. fucking don't do it. Don't.
0: My grandfather did the, he like lied about his age to get in.
1: No, that's what mine did. Oh, yeah. But after everything my grandfather went through, because he he got seriously hurt. He was an original paratrooper, an original Green Beret, like, when they first started the program. He was the original Special Forces. Real heavy badass. Yeah. But he ended up getting all fucked up from some of the... from, like, paratrooping and stuff. And the amount of hoops he had to jump through to get disability and, like, to get all this stuff, like, they would not... They did not take care of him after he got out. Yeah. So he was very much, like, it's not... Like, don't like it's, it, they're not going to look after you. Right. And so I was, I, I always took that as like, well, if there's no immediate threat, then there's no reason to join. So I never, but isn't there always an immediate threat? Well, like so we've been at war. for This is, so I had the most anti-trip thing I ever had, and I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot, but I'm going to tell you, cause I like you, Billy. Okay. Um, I had a woman come in um at the restaurant I worked at, and this is back in Florida and we didn't do employee, we didn't do a uh, military discount. We just didn't. It was a corporate thing. Okay. They said no military discounts. She asked. There's a Navy base in Jacksonville. So she asked, um, do you guys do a military discount? And I said, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. We don't offer that it's mm. a corporate thing. Mm-hmm. And she got very upset. And she said, are you kidding me? My husband is fighting for your freedom and you can't give me a discount on my meal. And I looked her dead in the eye. I said, ma'am, I majored in political science and history. Yeah. We haven't fought a war for freedom since the 40s wow so thank your husband for the lower gas prices oh man but you're paying full price
0: yeah you you, you went textbook on her oh so yeah. textbook uh, yeah
1: she was very upset.
0: she i can imagine she did not she got that
1: real mad yeah but i was on my way out anyway so she's like you're told always on ma- your way out when you... she she told me well she told my manager my manager, like I'm, I'm good at my job so my manager was like yeah fuck her like i don't this care. was recently this was six months ago if that
0: oh yeah Mine was a long time ago. I've grown since then.
1: Yours was two years ago.
0: I've grown a lot <laughs> in two years. <laughs> two years is a long time, buddy.
1: Two years is a long yeah, time. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. So you've been kicked out of other places, too.
0: Yeah. I, uh,
1: speaking of Nate Bargatze.
0: Oh, Nashville. Yeah. yeah Have you ever Nashville. been to
1: Nashville? No. Uh, no.
0: No. Oh, it's, it's a great city, and especially... Well, I've you worked don't, with
1: a couple comics from Nashville, but never in Nashville. They always come to Florida.
0: Oh, yeah, I wasn't doing any comedy stuff there. No, but, this um, is...
1: When was this?
0: This was a year after college, so I, I was okay, 23, so 2019, something like that. Um, Nashville's a great city, but I mean, you don't drink anymore, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, still, you can still have fun. Yeah, and they went... I remember my, my friends went, like, the year before, and I was so broke, I couldn't go. Oh, shit. There was, like, this... I was trying to like raise money to go. I was like, like real a desperate. Fundy? There was a diner by me that that did like this. If you could eat a 50 pounds burger with 15 friends, you got like $1000. So I, I I'm not sure, for like a month I was like trying to recruit people. I was like I got to go to Nashville so I'm going to eat this burger.
1: It's <laughs> only like 150 bucks though. What? Ten friends?
0: Oh no, I was gonna keep all the money. Oh okay. I wasn't. Gonna, I was gonna try to like. I was gonna say fifteen friends. I was like, you guys just gotta 000, do it. $1,000, That's like seventy. Well, it was like most right? of the people that were going to Nashville. So I was like, you guys, you want me to come to Nashville, right?
1: Oh, like, so come help me eat this burger. Come help we'll... me
0: eat this burger, but I couldn't recruit enough people. Anyways, couldn't recruit enough. People. I really wanted to go. So then the next year we all went. Nashville has <clears throat> this. Every bar in Nashville plays live music.
1: Yeah, that's like a thing. Yeah. They're They're in Austin. Music is huge. Oh yeah, it's a great
0: time, and um, so they they'll take requests, and supposedly you give them twenty dollars, and they'll take yeah, any so, any requests. They can play any song. That's what you're told. It's like yeah, the live music capital of the world.
1: Slip a little 20, 20, 20 spot.
0: Yeah, you don't have to slip it. You just they have like a bucket. And you just oh really? Drop oh Drop okay. it in the bucket. So I like I was all I love live music. So I was excited to do that. The first bar we go to, the first night, I'm like the only one in the group that like listens to country music. So they're like. My friend gives me $20 And he's like Go request like a good country song That'll like That'll break it down
1: Yeah get it going
0: So I request this song By Brad Paisley You're from Florida Do you like country music?
1: No Wow I'm very familiar with country music And there's some of it Where if it's on I'll listen to it But I don't seek it out Okay Like I'm a big Dierks Bentley guy
0: Oh yeah Drunk yeah. on a plane Yeah Yeah yeah
1: Well yeah Jeff
0: That's his hit That's I him right
1: Yeah but um, it, I was singing the other one Before that oh. He had a big hit before that Oh did he? Yeah, I only know that one.
0: I only know like the old country stuff. God damn it, I gotta look it
1: up. Um, um,
0: so, yeah, so then, then I on a
1: plane. Jeff Die. No.
0: The... Oh, that was a cover.
1: No, Jeff Die, the comedian, was oh, okay. the main character in the drunk on the plane video.
0: Oh, okay. I, I did not know, know, know that. that respect. Brandon. I don't even know who Jeff Die. I didn't know him. Yeah. Um,
1: he's a LA comic. Just, just. Okay. Yeah. Maybe leader. I'll reach out. Let me. I gotta pick that name up off the floor. Sorry. Let me <laughs> name drop up.
0: Name drop.
1: Um, but yeah, so you, what did you request? It it's was, tough when you
0: name drop And then the other person doesn't even know who, the, I know, who that is it makes But me um, feel like a piece of shit um, So it, that, anyways, the song, it went horribly The guy didn't even know the song Which I, it pissed me off because it's like a country song What was the
1: song that you requested?
0: Alcohol by Brad Paisley Okay Did not break it down Very, It was low energy Did not play and What then, was I
1: thinking? That's the song What was I thinking?
0: It, I think that's Montgomery Gentry
1: Jerks Bentley, I just looked it up Oh really? Yep Wow, <laughs> Montgomery <laughs> Gentry's <laughs> <dead>. <laughs> What was that thing? Yeah, uh, th- do you know any other words to the song? <laughs> <No? laughs> short skirt, little something. Yeah, little shirt, short skirt. You'll
0: get it. You look up the lyrics later. Um, so that bombed, and then I tr- I tried it again, like the next night with a different song. It bom- Anyways, I was getting really frustrated with this stupid system that they keep bragging about like so wait what do you
1: mean it bombed like this the song didn't go well
0: yeah like nobody nobody in the bar knew the song oh i I was expecting to like everyone to be like fuck yeah yeah who played this banger and i was gonna be like right here (laughs) this guy and it did not work and yeah
1: and you think in nashville that would totally that was what i was thinking oh man i'm just as and i was so
0: mad but i shook it off and then so then a couple nights later this was the third time i was trying it so we went to this like it's like a touristy bar, I think it was honky tonk bar, if I'm remembering right, but they had this really good live band, and they get to that point where they start taking requests,
1: yeah okay, here we go.
0: what they do is I'm like I'm like I'm not doing it, but then they they parade this like girl with like a push up bra out in the crowd, in the crowd and they're like, give her a request to you, give your request to her, yeah, so now I'm like, all right, I'll do it uh, yeah. So I go find her, give her the twenty dollars, and I was like, "Bruce Springsteen, Glory Days,
1: Glory <laughs> Days,
0: Jersey Boy." Uh, yeah, I was like, "This is gonna tear the roof off." The and
1: shop. I'm glory <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll pass you by, Glory Days, Glory Days. Yeah, just you know it. Your dog blinked first, and um, My and uh, they get so then they're like going through the requests, and they're like.
1: So you paid the twenty. So you I paid the twenty, gonna, yeah. and
0: I'm like, you I'm, gonna, I'm like, everybody knows Glory Days where Bruce Springsteen. The, it, we were having so much fun at this bar. Everyone was like having a great time, dancing, singing, all that stuff. Then they start like going through the requests. They're like, "This next one is uh, Believe by Cher, requested by Andy. Here you go, Andy." And then they play it. They did that a couple times, and then they start going, "Okay, we're out of requests. They still haven't played." Bruce oh Springsteen. no, you're not out of requests. They go, "Yeah, any more requests?" We still we're still looking for requests, and I'm like yelling. I'm like, "Yeah, Bruce Pike, I gave you the twenty dollars. Play Bruce Springsteen." They're not playing it. Like a half an hour goes by, and it's is still it don't play
1: like it. super crowded? Are you like oh, shouting yeah. over people? It's crowded. Like but, uh, to the booth or to the stage or whatever. I'm like in
0: the middle, towards the back.
1: And so you, they can hear you though.
0: I don't think so, but I'm. They did eventually. <laughs> so there's they still don't play it. So I like I'm starting to get rowdy and mad because. Every, a time, every drinks, time I put in a song, yeah. it, it seems to bomb, and I'm getting really upset. So then I I start making my way to the fr- to the stage to like heckle them, and I start <laughs> yelling. I start yelling at the band. I'm like and I'm you're like not trying doing to,
1: comedy or anything at this point, so you don't under, like No, I'm seeing red. I'm yeah. mad,
0: and I've had a few Miller Lights.
1: Well, because that's the thing is, now that we do like now that you do comedy, it's one of those. I things probably where it's wouldn't like, have done it. Yeah, you're like I'm not gonna like fuck it, whatever.
0: But I still think. I was right.
1: Yeah. No, you are 100%. You paid for it. Yeah. You want what you paid for. Right.
0: And so I go to the front and I'm like yelling at them. And Just I, fucking
1: I, elbowing people out of your way. Elbowing people. Ah. Like
0: yelling at the band. Like play the song, you stupid motherfucker. Like. Wow. Yeah. I tried to get on stage. I was like, if you're not going to play it, give me, I'll play it. Give me the guitar. I'll play it. Do you not know play the guitar? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have broke it down. So. And then they, they start doing that thing where like they're call out the band they're like eddie on drums dave on guitar it's dave's birthday and then i just went off on dave
1: did you yeah
0: i was like for your birthday i want you to play glory (laughs) days by bruce springsteen and i'm like so and at this point i'm like a problem like everybody around is like looking at me like can somebody get a hold of this guy yeah
1: where's the bouncer
0: yeah i don't they their security must have sucked but the bouncer eventually does come over and he's like i'm like incorrigible at this point i'm so mad the bouncer is like making his way over to kick me out. And then this is the way my friend tells it. He's like, I knew at that point, if anybody said anything to you, like you, you weren't going to handle it well. So he's like, I didn't want to see that interaction with you and the bouncer. I, I don't think I would have done anything. I don't like fight, but so the bouncer's coming over to like grab me. And as he's coming over, my friend just screams at the bouncer goes, Hey, fuck you. Oh really? So Then the bouncer like, diverts Diverting. his energy totally to him and then my friend comes up to me hey like, hey fuck you right it's like the nicest thing he's ever done for me it just <laughs> he just saved me from getting arrested so then my friend comes up to me he's like hey i got kicked out so we gotta go <laughs> i'm like oh, okay god you got kicked out and then we get kicked Springsteen. yeah and then we're hitting the streets of nashville like making like making fun of the south for losing the civil war it's just there you go get some anti-troop again yeah i'm i got a lot of bad opinions and then uh yeah just peeing in the street there (laughs) making (laughs) like a
1: Nashville after that horrible internet do you remember the band
0: no it was like a cover band
1: oh man i wish you would remember the name we would have blasted them
0: well they the thing is they put on such a great show it was a good show it was awesome other than the Bruce Springsteen thing Uh, yeah i wish i could have enjoyed it but they
1: probably just didn't know it and didn't want to admit they didn't know it right
0: how do you not know Glory Days? You got
1: to think that, though.
0: They were playing, like, all sorts of, like, yeah, conventional stuff. Yeah, share, believe, and everything? Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Well, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. There are a couple more stories that we are going to have you back on. I got to get to work, though. You got <laughs> stuff going on. Respect. Um, plug everything. Your The comedy show. Hell yeah, Instagram, comedy all
0: show. All at B-Hawk comedy, that's me. At hell yeah, underscore comedy, that's the show. Uh, every other Thursday, so the next one is this Thursday in Williamsburg.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for coming out and doing the thank show, man. I appreciate me. it. This hope was, I was a lot all of fun. Right.
0: Huh? I said I hope I was good.
1: No, you were really good. We're going to... Dude, this was awesome. All uh, right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Check out Brennan T comedy on all social media. Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Tassif, and we'll talk to you all next week.